0: Live from Studio Sumter on Liberty Street in beautiful downtown Sumter, this is News Without Inc., a part of the Item Podcast Network presented by SKF.
1: SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries, SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Welcome back, everybody. It's a new week here. Bruce is back. He's got some trivia for you on Valentine's Day. Again, last week we hit uh, the loveliest cities. This week it's chocolate themed. So I'm looking forward to hearing about that from Bruce. Uh, it's a beautiful day here in in Sumter. This is, this is what I envisioned when my wife and I were thinking about moving to South Carolina, it was February's where it's 70 degrees and I'm actually burning up in my sweater. This is this, you can't beat this.
0: Yeah. I was just thinking about that, um, just the other day about retirees, uh, settling in South Carolina versus, um, Florida, Mm -hmm. which was the traditional state. And I think they call them, um, Halfbackers or something like that for for only going halfway down (laughs) the East Coast and stopping in in, uh, Myrtle Beach or Charleston uh, for a retiree uh, destination.
1: I can't can't beat that. And you, uh, the the odd thing has been, and I, I mean, I know I've, I've been in several different areas, and you have as well. And everybody thinks the um, the weather is unique in their area. Everyone, you know, laughs at the um, the the wide ranges that you get. But it has been a little odd to have these kind of mid seventies days, and then in like three days, I think the the high is maybe. 45 or something and so it's just these wide ranges uh that i i haven't experienced most places I, I remember we're in the second week of february and i remember when i lived uh um right outside of cincinnati this was the week that i always circled as we are going to have it's going to be seven degrees and we're going to have crazy snow and ice and stuff this is the second week of february it's 70 degrees people are playing baseball you go up to hartsville Coker college is playing baseball right now this is uh you can't beat this
0: <laughs> yeah it's uh it's pretty nice. we can't complain too much uh with the weather for sure, uh all right,
1: let's get you caught up on some of the stories from last week uh first one that jumped out uh there was a shooting at a at a local bar at a Sumter bar, and that suspect uh who was loose for a couple of days has been arrested correct
0: yes this uh this actually uh be um just posted. Our cops reporter just posted this story this morning from last night. A 29-year-old man was taken into custody uh, late Tuesday in connection to a shooting on February 2nd. His name is Jarrell Harriet, and he faces multiple charges, including attempted murder, according to the sheriff's office. Uh, The incident took place at a bar in the 1300 block of Peach Orchard Road out in the county. Uh, where one man sustained a minor injury during the incident and multiple vehicles were damaged. Um, she's gonna, we have a story online now, and we'll have more updates in DeMar's paper and also our waste website and Facebook page on um, the man's arrest and charges. Uh, so you can check out um our online channels or our newspaper for that information.
1: So it sounds like it was attempted murder, right? So the the um, the the victims survived. Yes, is, is okay. And was it just one victim, two victims, one one victim? Okay, and uh, all right. And uh, we've got an arrest. So like you said, keep a keep an eye out on uh, on our website and Facebook page for uh, additional information as that comes in. Uh, let's move to a, uh, a tragic story here. There was a mobile home fire just uh, just early Tuesday uh, that uh, resulted in two deaths.
0: Yes. Uh, Shelby also wrote this article, um, and um, this occurred early Tuesday and is in our uh, Wednesday edition. And a mobile home fire at Crescent Mobile Home Park in the county at 4100 Broad Street outside the city limits. Resulted in two deaths: um, Crystal Grant, 31, and Harry Smoot, 82, both of Sumter, uh, passed away. Uh, they were found inside the home, pronounced dead on the scene. A third resident escaped unharmed, according to Sumter Fire Department. Uh, the fire department received a call about 7:26 a.m. on Tuesday morning. And from what I understand uh, from Shelby's article, five stations arrived shortly thereafter to the mobile home engulfed in flames. And about 25 firefighters had the fire under control uh, by 7.50 a.m. One firefighter was injured after falling through the floor and he was transported to Prisma Health Toomey, a fire department spokesman, said the fire started in the living room around a space heater, but investigators are still determining the cause of the fire, which was not considered um, suspicious. Again, you can check our newspaper and online for updates on that.
1: Uh, yeah that's terrible uh rough to hear about a firefighter that was injured as well 20 took 25 to get that uh to get that under control looks like they did it in quick order though uh yeah sad story there bruce uh you're coming at us with some sad stuff today. Uh, let's move on to the, to the next uh, next story here, which is a little bit more uplifting. You, uh, I believe you spoke to a local guidance counselor out in Rimberg, correct?
0: Yes, that was in our weekend edition last week. It was my first time ever doing a story on a uh, profile on a guidance counselor. And really, an interesting story. Uh, she's been a guidance counselor in elementary school for twenty-six years. Wow! Um, wrap your um, mind around that for a little while. That's um, that's uh, not an easy task. And she's been predominantly most of the time at Rafton Creek Elementary School in Rembert. Uh, I think she lives about thirty minutes away in Northeast Columbia. So that's pretty interesting, and. Um, you know, I had never done a story on a counselor before, guidance counselor, and she even said when she first became a counselor that she thought a good quality for for a great counselor uh, to children uh, would be to be a big talker. Uh, but she's not. Hmm. Uh, she listens a lot, and uh, she said, I don't talk a lot, I listen, and uh, she said she went a lot of years, believing that being a listener was a negative thing. But then she realized most of the time that is what people and the students need, just somebody to listen. Um, Through the years, she said the job has changed some um, uh, given life issues now in 2020. uh, But still, the basics of the job has stayed the same, and that being uh, the students' need someone need to know that someone is in their corner and she follows the philosophy that her part initially is as a listener and not a talker trying to understand what the students are trying to say. Uh, She said later in the conversation with elementary school students, she also tries not to give advice She said, preferring to talk through the issues with students and letting them come to the right decision or next step themselves. And she describes that where the student is the driver and she is more the passenger in the conversation, trying to just help them steer in the right direction. Um, She said a success story could be as simple as helping a preschooler um um rest and achieve nap time when uh maybe they weren't sleeping before mm. uh in school, or also a former student coming back it, from middle school or high school and coming back to say uh thank you for sitting with me in your office and just listening. She said that happens two or three times a year and um she has a master's degree in counseling and and her husband has even said to her, because a twenty six year career, I I would think you would think as well, Scott, that's Uh, pretty unusual to stay in the same position as a guidance counselor uh, for that long. Especially
1: something like this that that I think is probably so stressful. Like I'm sure you're hearing about things that you can't just leave at the office. It's going to come home with you.
0: Yeah, yeah, and she said that's certainly the case with her. Uh, It doesn't just uh, leave her mind at 3 or 4 Mm. p.m. Yeah. And so she said her husband is a good listener and a good sounding board for (laughs) her at home. And he's even mentioned to her at times, um, since she has a master's degree and she's nas- nationally board certified, uh, why don't she get her administration degree and move to the district office? Um, but she says she doesn't want to do that. Uh, that, um, that would take the child component out of mm-hmm. my job, mm-hmm. she said, and it just wouldn't be the same. And she said that is her purpose, and um, she wouldn't want to do anything different. So, um, so that was a really interesting piece, and Micah Green, our digital officer, um, took some great photos. Um, um, about a dozen, we probably posted online. We couldn't run them all in the paper. I think we only ran about three in the paper. But he took some great portraits of Miss Brown uh, that you can find on our website, theitem.com, and um, and see Micah's photos. Related to the story, my part is first as a listener, and um, and uh, Mike is a great photographer, and um, and took some great photos with that interesting piece.
1: Yeah, that is that is really interesting. It's a it's um, it's. I don't know, I don't know if fun's the right word, but uh it's uh it's it's interesting to to think about that kind of career of living your life from that perspective through the through the um the sort of internal issues of children. It feels like that would be a uh uh, really kind of illuminating uh, illuminating field, I think it just gives you an entirely different perspective uh as you as you walk around and you think about the various issues in the world uh, and she 's been doing like you said twenty six years um that 's amazing at some point you, you i I would bet twenty six years you don 't you don 't find people who do that for that long because it is it 's got to be a job that just drains you
0: uh over time mm-hmm. and she said interestingly, I asked her a question I said, well, how do you deal with an irate parent Mm. And yeah. she said the exact same way as with a student. She said listen. my part is first I listen and then uh they usually come down a couple notches. Mm-hmm. Uh the parents do, and they see that you're you're invested, um, you have an interest, you're concerned, and they bring it down a couple levels, and then she tries to work through it. So similar as with a student, um, is how she handles parents as well.
1: It it makes sense, but it's it is so interesting. I mean, as someone with a sports background, and you know, parents are just always the hardest part of these things. You know, from a, from a sports pers- perspective, when I'm out there at games, and just just yesterday, I was at Manning. Manning played Bishop England, and there was a Bishop England parent who was just standing up and screaming constantly at the refs, and just as. I mean just total ridiculous way uh for a you know a high school basketball game and uh, it's just and it's at every it's at every event that this happens everywhere the the parents take this stuff so seriously and it gets so out of control uh I'm sure on her end especially like you, when you're talking about sensitive information with a child uh things that are undoubtedly about parents sometimes uh, the pushback has to be uh, so difficult to deal with. So, yeah, I think that'd be my response, too, is just to listen uh, because anything you say would probably inflame the situation. So, great story there from Bruce. Check that out. Like you said, I was just flipping through the photos. They are fantastic. There's a great one of her uh, sitting in a chair looking out uh, looking out a window that uh, Micah always knocks out of the park. That's an especially good one there. All right, let's take a look at some of the events coming up this week. Uh, Bruce the Mystics coming to Town.
0: Yeah, uh, they'll bring their uh, doo-wop music to Sumter, and um, Valentine's Day is Friday, um, but your sweetheart might be willing to wait until Saturday to celebrate. <laughs> hey, and that might be the better day to do it. Everything's going to be busy Friday. You know? <laughs> that's true. That's true. And uh, the Sumter Opera House wants people to come out um, and and treat your someone special to a performance by the Mystics which is, who are a uh, four-part male group known for its uh, duop music and perfect harmony. Uh, the group that formed in the 1950s in Brooklyn, New York, will perform Saturday at the Opera House. Uh, two of the original members, including George Galfo, uh, have brought in two other musicians. And together, they'll be playing many op favorites, such as Hushabye, as well as some newer songs and uh, audiences. Um, according to the opera house, um, you may see the influence of Brian Wilson of the beach boys and rock and roll bands from the 1970s in the mystics music. And also many recording artists uh, from what I understand, including Paul Simon uh, teamed up with the mystics uh, during their career at some point. And they, Uh, Paul Simon himself counts the group as influencing his own music. And um, though older audiences may remember the group that appeared twice on Dick Clark's American Bandstand, uh, younger fans may not realize that they also know of the Mystics as the group's version of Over the Rainbow was used in the hit HBO TV series, Uh, The Sopranos in the 2000s. interesting. And Hushabye, their classic hit, uh, stayed on the recording chart for more than six months and was later redone um, in other versions by the Beach Boys and Jay in The Americans. Uh, So the Opera House is saying, if you remember the Mystics, Of old memories or new memories, um, they invite people to come out to the Opera House for the 7.30 p.m. showing on Saturday. Tickets range from $23 to $28. And for more information, uh, you can visit uh, the Opera House at www.SumterOperHouse.com or call um, them at 436-2616.
1: Tell you what, the Opera House has been uh, knocking out of the park lately. They just keep coming up with these events. I'm like, I I have to go to these. I want to go to that. That sounds so interesting. That sounds like a good night. Uh, All right, Bruce, Friday is Valentine's Day. Last week, you got us the loveliest cities. Uh, what, what, What was one of those loveliest cities? uh loveland colorado loveland colorado there you go what was the what was the one in north carolina
0: that was so close i like that one yeah the, that that's a place we need to keep on our radar yeah. just three hours away from Sumter. that was love valley love valley north all right. carolina
1: all right yeah circle that one today uh let's talk about chocolate what do you got for
0: us yeah uh interesting i'm gonna have a feature story in tomorrow's paper tomorrow uh, would be Thursday Thursday's paper a yeah. uh, little Valentine's Day trivia and uh, so that all the men and women out there uh, do not forget uh, <laughs> Valentine's Day on Friday and um, and chocolate is really synonymous with Valentine's mm, we, we, we would all yep. say that yep. Um it's a favorite for many on the holiday and um, now you probably know the largest chocolate manufacturer in North America. I would assume you would know who that is.
1: Uh I don't know if I do or not.
0: It's actually the the Hershey. Company. Okay, all right, also that makes sense. All right, all right. Headquartered in Hershey, Pennsylvania. All right. Have you ever been to Hershey?
1: I have not been to Hershey. No, I have. I feel like I've been to some Hershey, big Hershey stores in Manhattan and stuff like that, you know? Uh, but I don't think I've actually been. Well, I know. I have not been
0: to Hershey, Pennsylvania. No. I've been there twice. Oh, I went right. as a young kid um, when I was probably eight or nine with my dad and my sister. And then I went probably. Eight or nine years ago, with my wife and um, her grandparents and family are originally from PA, Pennsylvania. And on the drive down, um, we have stopped. We stopped at Hershey uh, about eight or nine years ago. And um, did you get to go to a factory or anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're huh. able to tour it, go through it, and um, um, pretty interesting place. I assume. Some of our listeners have probably been there. Do they give you free chocolate? I think you might get a sample or (laughs) two. They got to give you something. I'm not sure. But um, so we have the Hershey Company in Hershey, PA. And according to the US Census Bureau, Pennsylvania, that state, uh, ranks second in the US in the total number of chocolate makers or manufacturers with 119. In 2017. Second in the U.S., though. Second oh, in the U.S.
1: All right. Somebody has more than 119 chocolate makers. And this is where I need to live. <laughs> is it South Carolina? Uh, no. No. <laughs> it's actually
0: California. Okay. Which all you right. may expect, given that it's the biggest state in terms of population. Sure, sure. Carolina, uh, California, excuse me, had 137 chocolate manufacturers in 2017. Wow. According to the Census Bureau. New York, your home state followed in third place with 113. Okay, all right. Now, interestingly, Wisconsin. Where's Wisconsin? You know, they, yeah. they are known as America's dairy land yeah. and the dairy state. Well, they are in the top 10 with 52 chocolate manufacturers Who knew? or chocolate makers. I looked up South Carolina on the Census Bureau, and they unfortunately, we're way down the list <laughs> of the 50 states with nine firms, just nine we got to do better than that south as carolina of, come on as of 2017
1: let's start a chocolate course. right now me and you let's start a chocolate plate <laughs> let's make chocolate
0: now um speaking of chocolate and hershey's what is your favorite hershey's product Ooh. and I, the signature products i i recognize from memory would be the reese's peanut butter cups um the Hershey's Bar, the Great American Chocolate mm-hmm, Bar, mm-hmm. Hershey's Kisses, Kit Kat. There may be a few others <laughs> that you know of. I, I don't know, but what's your favorite? I, the- I'm going to give you two. One, the the
1: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, but frozen. My my dad, growing up, he would always take he'd, – he'd go to the store, he'd get like – for some reason, he'd only buy one at a time, and he'd put the he'd put the package in the in the refrigerator. And then we'd be watching baseball, and he'd take one, I'd take one, and for whatever reason, that you know, well, you know, obviously sentimental reasons, that sticks with me. Love a frozen peanut butter cup to this day, and then also Hershey's has this uh, like um, mint chocolate uh, bar, a variation of their you know of of just a chocolate bar that uh, that's delicious. That every time I see one, I have to grab.
0: What about you, Bruce? I would say Reese's as well. Um, my wife is a huge uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup fan. And I would say that's my favorite of, of their mainstays. And um, so um have to agree with her. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you can't you can't beat it. For some reason I sometimes think there's too much peanut butter in it, which is crazy because I am also someone who in my backpack cuz I travel around at uh you know at games and stuff and I often can't get to get a real meal. I'll often have a whole jar of peanut butter that I'm just eating with a spoon out of there to to you know to just have something. But for some reason sometimes I don't know why the peanut butter cups feel a little too peanut buttery to me. I don't yeah. know. Nonsensical, yeah. but
0: <laughs> Yeah, and peanut butter a great source of protein. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I can certainly understand carrying around in a <laughs> I know what I am actually doing on Valentine's Day, which is Friday. Oh. Uh, my wife and I are... Probably, likely going to go to Chick Fil A for okay. dinner. Okay, all right.
1: Um, is it is it a case now? I know that there there are some places where you have to like get a reservation. Like back back uh, where I grew up in outside of Cincinnati, White Castles used to do that. They, they still do that every Valentine's Day? You have to get a reservation to go to White Castle. Do you think you're gonna, maybe what, I need to call? You head. might want to call ahead. You find out if uh, you might be uh, Chick Fil A. is <laughs> always busy. Yeah, <laughs> they do They're busy anyway. Yeah, never mind Valentine's
0: service. Day. But we figured. Um, um, we usually for dinner don't eat a real heavy meal, so uh, Chick Fil A sort of offers that option where you can eat a little heavier, or you can eat lighter uh, versus uh, traditional sit down restaurant um, with uh, bigger meals typically for dinner. So we're going to do Chick Fil A, and um, but to all the men out there, um, <laughs> don't forget, <laughs> and there'll be an article uh, in there's an article in Thursday's item. Uh, related to Valentine's Day and some of this trivia that we mentioned as well.
1: I, I don't have anything planned yet, so I need to get on this. Bruce, uh, maybe you'll see me at Chick-fil-A now. <laughs> I like your idea. All right, that uh, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Thanks, everybody, as always, for joining us. Don't forget, News Without Inc. and all the podcasts here on the Item Podcast Network are brought to you by SKF Sumter. SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer, providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.